Hello, all you beautiful, beautiful people. Thank you for joining me again on the Writer's Advice Podcast. I am so glad that you are here. Um, If you have been loving this podcast, uh, please, it means the world to me if you could leave a review or five stars on your favorite listening app. It helps get this out even further. Um, I have another incredible author to share with you. A couple of updates first, though. The Starseed series, the sorry, the Shadow and Shifter series is in full swing. So you can go and get Starseed book one. This is if you love um, a young adult paranormal romance, very good versus evil, fated mates. Oh, there's so much goodness and so much love in there. Um, yeah, you can get Starseed, the first book, on Amazon, um, Kindle or Kindle Unlimited. You can save it to your Kindle. Um, and you can also get the paperback absolutely anywhere. So check that out as well because, honestly, guys, the paperback glows. The covers are insane and the paperback glows. But you want to jump onto it quick if you haven't read it already because book two is literally here. So quintessence, make sure that you save that onto your Kindle as well and grab the paperback everywhere as the series continues. But without further ado, let's let's get into this episode and this amazing interview with this week's author. Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration, and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I'll be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Welcome back to the Writer's Advice podcast, everyone. I am so excited because today I am joined by Renee Rose, the incredible author, but I am also mostly excited to talk about your brand new book, Right to Riches, which is all about money, which is one of my favorite topics. So me too. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me, Renee. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this. So I, I want to start, I want to go back to the start um, from the very beginning before we get into um, your all about your brand new book. But when was the first moment that you realized that you were a writer and decided to embark on that journey? I, you know, I was one of those like nose in a book kids, like, you know, read before kindergarten and stories were my life. And so I think always but there are also and I got my degree in creative writing but I was doing poetry then I love that um and I had but I still had these stories in my head but I really had this block like I thought how will you ever like how will I ever trans transmit transpose like what's in my head to the page like I didn't know and of course like what I know now is that it's just a little practice (laughs) yeah absolutely and when did that journey begin for you when you're like no I'm definitely doing this and I'm starting writing and I'm, I'm making this happen so it was, um, I had this, so in my, I did get my degree in creative writing, but they were very snooty. Like you were not allowed to write genre fiction. So like no mystery, no romance, you know, none of that, no sci-fi. 
Um, and so, and consequently, like I didn't read those things because they had sort of looked down on their nose at anything that wasn't literary fiction. And so I was um, going to a conference. I was stayed at a friend's house for a conference and I needed a, a book for the flight home. This is before Kindles, you know? And so I said, you know, can I borrow a book? And she handed me a Jenny Cruzy romance novel. And if you haven't read Jennifer Cruzy, I highly recommend. She's just very entertaining. It's rom-com. It's lovely. Um, but, and my friend was someone who I considered very intellectual. So I was like, wait, you read romance? She's like, yeah, just try it. You know, you're going to like it. And I'm like, wait, 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 you read romance? <laughs> like, because in my brain, it was like, oh, you weren't allowed to read romance if you were an intellectual or something stupid like that, which I'm not anyway. But um, she, and she was like, just, just, got, you know, just give it a try. See what you think. And of course, like madly in love, like just. And then I was like, I need to be writing romance. Like this is this is my calling. I found it. I absolutely love that. And then you just jumped on it and just just went for it. Well, then there was like a year of, of like finding my way. So I I spent a year and wrote like a hundred thousand word medieval romance that has never seen the light of day. <laughs> and then I heard about Fifty Shades. And I am also like, in addition to being like having stories in my head, I'm also like they're kinky stories and then I was like trying to dumb them down you know for my what I was because that's what I thought you were only allowed to write and I was like oh you're allowed to write about fancy stuff you know <laughs> yeah stuff. and so um then that was like the angels were bugling in my ear there was like a market for what I liked to what the stories in my head and so I sat down in, in six days I wrote my first novella wow um it was like 25,000 words. And then I sent it off to like a niche publisher for kinky romance. And they just happened to have a new editor at the desk. And so mine was the first thing on his that came across. And he was like, we'll take it. So like two weeks later, it was published. I mean, it's just a crazy unheard of story. Like two weeks later, it's on Amazon. And then this is like before the days where you need to advertise or anything. So it just like takes off. And I mean, not hugely, but like for me. So like my first check... I mean, it was a 50-50 split, so it's decent for, like, a first thing was, like, $4,500, you know, enough to pay the mortgage, and I'm, like, I've found my calling, like, gonna write smut. <laughs> I absolutely love this so much. That is such a great story, and, like, what divine timing for that to just take off, like, that was meant to be. That's what I felt. I felt like it was, like, a message from the universe that I was on the right path, and then, of course, the things after that weren't so easy, but I feel like that was, the universe was showing me, like, this is it. This is it right yeah. here. Go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that little thing that's like, okay, this is this is the the direction that we're going in. And yes. how long did it take you until you became um, a full time uh, author? Did you go straight into it from there, or? So I went into it from there, um, and I was working from home as a um, body worker, yeah. so still seeing clients. And it was like for a while, I had this sort of divine balance of like, um you know, I feel too busy with the writing. And so I would like sort of manifest and like all my clients that week would cancel, you know, so that I had like more time to write. And then I'd feel like I needed a little more like cash, like right today. And so like all of a sudden, like everyone would book up. Like it was like, I had this like flow energetically with it until like one day just the, well, I guess when I, um, I had a series that like took off in KU and um, I started making six figures. And then it was like, maybe this is more lucrative, you know, sort of figuring out, but I, it was, it took me a while to give up the body working too, because I am a healer. And so I, you know, I, I am really drawn to that still. So. I absolutely love that. But even in, I feel like 
in this new book, you're kind of, you're going into a lot of that, that space in you as well. And you've also spoken so much just, just now on, okay, I had this thought, I had this block. So were you always very aware of general mindset and, you know, the places that it essentially takes us and manifestation? I think I am more like my dad, like I was raised where like my dad would make us listen to like Tony Robbins and like, and I was a little bit like eye rolly about it, you know, like, which doesn't mean it didn't go in. I'm sure it all went in. Um, But I am definitely more like woo woo energetic. And so that's kind of where I meet, like I'm less of the psychology and more, although they both work, you know, whichever way you prefer to think of it, they both work. But like, I'm more of the, like, let's look at things from like really the energetic space because that's Mm -hmm. what, that's what's creating everything. Absolutely. And I, yes, I, the perfect start to dive into this stuff. So do you want to give us a little bit of a, just a rundown of how Right to Riches came about and how you've moved more into, yeah, this money space and and working with creativity? Yeah. So I, um, I used to watch the, okay. So nothing wrong with this at all, because we need these, we need the like nuts and bolts classes. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, I was always like, and people, but people would say like, oh, let's do it. We should teach a course on hitting the USA Today list, or we should do this. And I was always like, knowing energy that it doesn't work that way. Like what works for me, isn't going to work for you. Or it might, it might not. Like it's, it's just like, it's an energetic thing. And it, you know, you can't like what worked for one particular book in one particular time. You like, as much as we try to replicate, you can replicate certain things, but it's always, it's a new time. It's a new book it's a new you know what I mean like it's yeah you've got new readers like things are always different we have to flow and so like I sort of resisted this idea of people teaching courses on how to do this versus like people like I was like what we need is a course that teaches you how to trust your own gut yeah and so that's where this came you know sort of like the melding of my healer self with my writer self and like putting together right to riches yeah, absolutely. And can you give us a brief um, overview for listeners about what Right to Riches is about? Yeah, so it's um, it's the seven steps to manifesting abundance from your books, although it really could be for it to manifest anything, but it's, you know, it's written by a writer for writers. So it's about, it's about books, but it doesn't have to be like the seven steps are really could be generalized to anything at all. Um, and I did download the, like I was, I knew I wanted to write the book. And so I just asked, you know, which is is the method I teach in the book, which is like how to journal for answers. So I just asked like, okay, what, um, I heard seven steps and I was like, what are the seven steps? And they came out like perfectly kind of not rhymey, but like um, parallel sentence structure, you know, like they came out all like, you know, just a few short words for each one. I was like, this is, you know, it's, I can say it's genius because it wasn't my genius, right? Like it came through me, you know? I love that. I love that so much. Yes. And I want to dive into all of this. So particularly, so I'm in Australia and we have this, I I don't 100% know what it's like in America, but we have this thing here that's called tall poppy syndrome. I don't know if you've heard of it. I've heard of it. I mean, we we don't think we use that phrase here, but I've heard Australians talk about it. Yeah. It's crazy. Like it is, it's so intense and it, it's um, it like how rampant it is. And it's, um, it's like essentially putting people down who are being successful and, and being wealthy. And it's created this, uh, I don't want to say general because, it, you know, everyone has their own belief system, but it's created this 
culture, I guess, that that kind of keeps things down. So when you do go and talk about money and abundance mindset and and growth, it it, it lowers it. Where everything in this book is really about knowing yourself, you know, deep conviction and truly believing what like what is right for you and what you can genuinely create when it comes to changing your energy and and raising the vibration. So I absolutely love that. So if someone is listening into this episode right now, particularly when it comes to creativity, and I, once again, I don't know, I'm sure it's a, a lot similar in, Amer- in America. It's almost like that hype dream, right? It's like, oh no, you you can't do that. Like if you're a writer, be a journalist, you know, you know, may make money off that kind of thing. But if someone really is diving into their fiction and and wants to make a full-time career out of this, what would be the number one thing that you'd say, obviously buy a book, but but what would be the number one thing you say that someone can really dive into to to start changing these blocks that are inside their their head to to open up to that, essentially? Yeah, I mean, so usually when someone says, what's your number one advice, I say, love your books. Because mm-hmm. when we're in that space of love, it's an expanded state, right? And when you, when you're pouring love on your books and other people will receive them with love, like, cause that's the energy around them versus if you're hating on your book, someone's going to pick it up and be super critical, right? Like anytime I'm worried about like, like I have this, you know, story about, I was so worried that this book was too short. And so as soon as I put it out, like the first reviews are like, it's too short. And then my friend was like, you just manifested that. Like, Start, just love on your book. And so I let it go. No more reviews came in about it being too short, you know? So like we, so if you're loving your book, it'll be received with love. Right. But that, the, the, you know, your question was more about getting rid of the blocks, which that is not, that is more of like a, um, it that like it will always help. It's always a good thing, but like blocks, blocks can be really deep seated and like to dig in, like, it helps to like just dig in and figure out like what is underneath all of that. What is like what is like the core belief you have that stops you? And for a lot of us, it's like these really sorry, basic right. like human survival stuff. Like um, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'll be abandoned. It's like the tribe leaving you behind. I'll be abandoned, so I don't fit in. Like we're trying to fit in, so you keep yourself small. I'll mm-hmm. lose my friends, my pack, my tribe, uh, my village. You know, like that sort of um survival stuff or the I don't know where the I'm not worthy comes from as a survival mechanism but like definitely that um doesn't believe and maybe that's just competition like that competition is an old energy right that Mm. I know so many people who got who studied an art in school and it crushed the life out of them right like yeah right like I have a friend who she got her MFA in photography and like it really chewed her up or you know I there was a a lovely woman who used to come to my Feldenkrais class who got her MFA in dance and like, you know, they just destroyed her. Like it was just not a kind nurturing space for artists. Like it was that competitive, you're not good enough, like cut the tall poppies down, you know, like that, that energy. And I think that that's an old energy. Like, I think that it is asking to be cleared from the yeah. planet. Mm-hmm. From, we got a clear tall poppy syndrome from all of Australia, right? Like yeah. that's a, that's a thought form that is like preventing ev- evolution, you know? Yeah. So the more like you choose not to be in it, the more you make available something else for everybody around you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, especially it's so interesting. I haven't um, 
heard that be explained like that before because if you go to study an art and how we teach in schools it becomes this pressure to be the best all of a sudden you're not good enough you know you're graded there's this there's that so then that that ends up being wired in you as well so yeah what um what so what does it mean to have an abundance mindset to you so abundance mindset is that it's like the lack it's um instead of believing in lack it's believing there's abundance available to you it's like Mm -hmm. it's free flowing it's available to everybody um, you don't have to fight for it. You don't have to compete for it. It's um, there's enough. So, and when you're in that space, like you can feel the, just the expansion, right. Of just believing there's enough is like, oh, there's enough readers for all of us. There's enough money for all of us. Like there's, it's available to anybody. It's not, you know, we're not competing for that same dollar. Mm. That is like such a different feeling than the lack of like, nobody reads my book. I got to compare myself to everybody else. Like the, um, that there's not enough readers. There's not enough because there are, we yeah. just have to open up and, you know, and receive them. And it does, that doesn't mean like you sit on your couch and go, and all them, who knows? Like, I'm not going to say that because who knows? I mean, right. We know that fan fiction yeah. Yeah. has sold for 99 million. So. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's so great. So say someone is having a couple of these thoughts that you've just mentioned, you know, there's not enough readers or I'm not good enough. I'm not feeling worthy. If someone wants to really dive into their blocks and what is blocking them and start to clear that, what are some some ways that you would recommend? So the number one way is just like that once you're aware of it and then you can just just like make your like choice. Like I choose not to function from this place again. That's a, like, and knowing that it's a lie, like the lie that you're not worthy, that you're not enough, that you're going to get left behind by the team, the tribe, like that's a lie. Anything that makes you feel less than, contracted. And sometimes it's like, it's more than feeling less than. It's like, like my fear of abandonment was like, I felt like I was going to die. Mm. Like if my friends abandoned, like left me, if someone was mad at me, I felt like I might die. Like it literally was like that survival mechanism. Like, you know, in some lifetime, I'm sure I was left behind, you know, by the tribe and died. So like, it can be really visceral but that doesn't mean it's not a lie, right? Mm. So anything that makes you feel less than joyful, expanded is a lie. And so then just knowing, like you recognize like that's a lie and I choose not to believe it anymore. Yeah. And then I have a ton, like I have a bunch of methods for clearing in the book if you want to go further. Like, and and you find the one that works for you. Like, like, and I just was on a, um, a call yesterday with a coach and her, the assignment she gave people was like to move like 90 seconds of like, vigorous movement and then release your block because like then you're getting it out of your body which and that was a new one I don't I don't have that in my book I was like oh that's a good one to like physically you know like big you know like she's doing this like crazy shaking and then you know affirming while she does it so I thought that was kind of cool yeah absolutely shake out that energy to to bring in the new stuff 100% I I love that so much that's so excellent and so when it comes to money when it comes to abundance and money and wanting to grow that aspect essentially it's all the same like it right so like if we if we want more abundance say in a we want maybe more creativity to to tap into or we want you know like more love or to call in a relationship or money it's the same energy yeah time yeah it's the same it's the same energy that we need to to tap into right right and even heal like I'm working on the healing of the body you know like 
or like, you know, that judgment of the body is the same as the like judgment of your art or the, right? Like I just had this realization last week that seemed really profound. It's like so obvious, but like, you know, I just like postmen or menopausal, like just starting to get a layer of belly fat, right? And so then the more I focus on it, the more it's not going away because that's how law of attraction works, right? And then I was like, oh, duh, focus on the muscles underneath. And like, sure enough, today I was like, I'm getting firm. Like it was so, I was like, that didn't take long at all. I just needed to focus on the muscles underneath. Like what I do want, not what mm-hmm. I don't like, right? You focus on what you want, not one and you don't want. Yeah, 100%. If you focus on what, like exactly what you just said with a short novel, if you focus on what you don't, like if you're, you're going to prove yourself right in any situation, right? So if you have that deep conviction yeah. and belief, then it's going to to come and happen for you. And yeah. the blocks don't essentially stop, do they? So we all kind of are constantly... How, like, say someone is starting to open up and then they, 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 you know, <laughs> they find yeah, that glass like ceiling. People say, and I think it's true. I mean, I certainly notice it that, like, you make, so you make the choice, like, I'm not going to function from here anymore. And then it seems like you get tested a few times, right? Like, the universe is like, oh, yeah, well, how about in this instance? Well, how about in this instance? And so you have it, like, forces you to keep, cho- like, no, I'm still choosing to believe there's enough. I'm still choosing to believe I'm enough. I'm still choosing to believe abundance is available to me. Yeah. So like, you know, it's, there is, I mean, supposedly there's, I don't know if it's actually like somebody's testing you or if it just feels that way, but yeah, not somebody, yeah. but you know. The yeah, universe. I know what you mean. It's like, it's like testing that energy. Like, okay, are you, do you really believe this? Are you really going to, to let go of this to, to move into yeah. what you want? I love that. I mean, I think rather than thinking of like some greater power testing you, it's probably just like, the pattern's still there, right? The energy pattern. And so even like maybe you broke it apart a little bit by saying no, but it's still there. And so like each time you say no, that pattern's going to um, fall away, right? Until yeah. it's no longer, because it's true that there are things that I that I almost never show up for me anymore that I like com- have completely cleared the energy of. And then the ones that were like my deepest wounds still pop up quite a bit, you know, the abandonment, yeah. the not worthy yeah. That's that is such a great visual, like literally separating that pattern and and, and pulling that physically yeah, like away. What from if you. it was? Like, what if you saw it like a almost like a fishnet? Mm. Right? Like, like maybe it rips a little, you know, but it's still like there. It still can be there catching you until you've completely like dissolved it away. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What are your go tos now? Do you have like a a certain like daily practice to you know keep <laughs> keep clearing your stuff? I so wish I did. I am like the person who just resists structure. (laughs) And then all the time I'm like, God, I really wish I had some structure. (laughs) But I think that means you're working with your energy, right? If you don't have always a set structure, then it's like- I mean, I'm very much in flow. So I think I I should reckon, like if I flip that on its head, I'm like, what a gift. I can do 20 things at once. And and I flow from moment to moment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So what is what is some advice? Say you've got, say we've got like a, we're calling in like deep abundance and you've got, we've got an author like scaling to six or seven um, figures per year. And, you know, that might seem, I don't know, 
like out of worldly to them currently what are like some little little did you recommend going there straight away like really envisioning yourself in that or do you, do you think it's like step by step to to push yourself up to that level I do think I think it could be both like I think but the thing is like if your mind like if you're like oh I want to make a hundred million dollars this year and that is like such a beyond for you you know mm. it's so like that you just can't buy it you know, I think it has to be something you're willing to, to believe in Yeah, like that your brain, you know, that, that you can convince your subconscious is that like, if, cause if you're just like, ha ha, because if you put it into the hopes and dreams category, that still actually keeps it away from you. Yeah. You want to have it in like, I believe this is actually possible. And that's why the little chunks, like if you're looking for like a six figure day, anytime you make 200 and I don't know, what is it? $97 a day. You just had a six figure day. Cause if you added those into a year right so then you celebrate each six-figure day you have or seven feet you know each time I made oh no I totally have my math wrong there it was 80 80 I'm terrible with math you yeah. actually have written this in the book of exactly how much it is okay good <laughs> I mean yeah so like it was, you know it's like 887 dollars or something like that yeah a day, you know, so then it was like, so each time I, every time I had an $88,000, maybe it's 79. I'm so sorry. I'm not a math. Whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. Like, you, you know, you take your calculator out and you figure out like, what is like for your goal for the year? What is that day? And then you celebrate each of those days and you're mm -hmm. like, Oh, I had a millionaire author month or I had mm -hmm. a millionaire author day, or I had a, um, you know, so that you're attracting. It was the day. Sorry. I confused my days with my month. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or, you know, or even just like you hit, like you celebrate basically like celebrating all of your incremental things will bring more wins to you yeah. versus the like, oh, I'm not there yet. My friend was just asking me today, we had lunch and she said, um, do you, what do you think about this setting a, like, cause some people who teach manifestation say you're supposed to set a deadline. Like yeah. I want to hit this by April 22 yeah, or whatever. And I've, I've heard that quite a bit, but I guess I don't subscribe to that because then if, when you don't hit your deadline, you feel like crap. Yeah. And then you're like, it didn't work. Yeah. And sometimes it takes the universe. That's like you trying to impose, like you trying to like strong arm the universe into like, that's like you worrying too much about the how or the when versus, I mean, like, I do want it in this lifetime. Right. And I want it like, can I have it now? I'm going to say that, but I'm not going to say like by tomorrow I need Unless like I have, and I guess if I'm in a crisis and I do need something by tomorrow, I would. And I know the universe would show up. Yeah. Right. Because I would have enough fire. You know what I mean? Like if your house was going to be foreclosed on tomorrow, you were like, please, I need this money by tomorrow. I know it would show up. Yeah. But, um, but otherwise I feel like, like sometimes quantum entanglements take a while to work. Yeah. And like we were saying our, our series was a million dollar series, you know, five years before it made it there but we weren't disappointed in the you know as it went we just believed that it would get there and it did yeah you know we trusted that it would get there yeah yeah 100 and I and I guess too if you're putting a if you you're so right I, um if you're putting a like date or time on something you can move more into that forced energy rather than actually being and dealing with what's going on you could miss some blocks or something in that time rather than actually yeah. seeing what's showing up for you so 
Yeah. yeah, that gave me goosebumps. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so I guess too, when you say about make like focusing on that day of like, okay, cool. I've made this certain amount of money for that day. It's proving yourself right, which is then going to strengthen those beliefs and and then, yeah. and then move it on that way as well. So yeah. Yeah. I, so like you open a bottle of wine and be like, we had a millionaire day, you know, like whatever it is, like, yeah, because yeah. most of us would probably have a millionaire day on like the day of book if you had pre-orders on the day of book release, right? Yeah, you have like a big day, so then celebrate that as your millionaire day, and then you know, and then incrementally that. we're adding more of those days, right? Yeah, and then you you are you're living from that abundance, and you're living from that joy, and you're you're seeing it happen, which is going to constantly um, flow. One thing I really love about the book is how many great exam, like real life examples that you've put through it as well. Cause it's, it, it was so many like aha moments for me of even you don't even realize those little blocks that could be there. And it can just be like asking yourself one question, say if it's not like a major block of, of unworthiness or something like that, how would you, um, recommend that someone starts to realize those little blocks that might be holding them back from from what they want in between I mean I think there's like on one hand you don't want to judge or police yourself but there is some benefit in like really just watching the words that or paying attention to the words that come out of your mouth Mm. because even the way we phrase things might be um unkind to ourselves and not attracting what we actually want yeah so some like someone had posted in the abundance author group just about even like um like for an illness like saying i have i forget but my example was like i don't i have an autoimmune i i'm affected by an autoimmune so like that's me that was me correcting myself right like i don't want to say i have this autoimmune condition because that reinforces that i have it i don't want to have it yeah right? so i'm saying like i am sometimes affected by a rheumatoid arthritis you know like not it's not mine I don't have it it doesn't belong to me and I'm choosing to let it go um so not not using words that reinforce a pattern you're not happy with yeah absolutely and it's it's once again it's that word pattern it's like knowing your patterns and I one thing I do love when like really diving into this and playing with that energy you you pick it up in yourself but also being aware of everything else that surrounds you as well and the other people that you know, how much you can take on their energy from something that they say, or you start to pick up those words and it's kind of like, oh, you know, <laughs> cut that yes. off as well. So you have to, I guess, work with with the surroundings as well, not just yourself. Yes. And, you know, I'm very, I'm very liberal, um, like politically. So my friend, and so my friend group is, and so, but, and then I'll hear them saying like mean things about rich people. Right. <laughs> and then I have to go like, and I find myself going like, yeah, Oh. you know like I'm like I'm ready to agree like because then they're like well that's just you know the man keeping us down or whatever and then it's like oh and these rich fuckers like oh sorry I'm so sorry no, 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 you're right. <laughs> uh you know whatever and then I'm like yeah wait hang on just because you know because that's the vilifying of money right that we don't we want to escape from and so I don't want to like I now I notice when they say it and I notice when like my tendency to be you know agreeable is to agree but then and I'm not yet like I don't usually call them on it because I get what they're saying, mm. but that was at a party, maybe because I had wine, I was at a party <laughs> on Friday, and this woman was telling the story about she started this new project, and then she's like, she's like, but I don't even care if I make money from this, and I was like, hang on a second, mm. <laughs> I'm like, would you be willing to dissolve that, like, 
would you be willing to make money? You know, and she's, but you know, but the thing is like, people don't want to function from greed and they're afraid they're going to. And so it's like being clear that like, you won't, you like greed is actually a form of lack. It's not abundance. Yes. Right. The energy of greed is lack. Right. And so if you're in abundance mindset, if you're willing to receive, then you're not going to be greedy. So don't be afraid that you're going to be greedy, you know, like, You've yeah, absolutely. And I, I love how you said, I agreed. And then I, I I stopped back because I feel like that's something that we've constantly got to do because that original wiring will come back. I catch myself on that all the time. It's like, initially you'll go to like into that place and it's like, actually, no, I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to take that on or I'm not going to agree with that as well. So and yeah, it's really, really right. good. And then and when, you know, it just reminds me of when someone does call me on some, like some bias I have, I'm so grateful that they did, you know, like I was, chat my friend I was chatting to my friend about I don't know if you know this whole phenomenon of like Karen and she's the one who like yeah. people video the Karen right yeah. and I always think I find those so those videos so amusing and whatever and then my friend and so I was like I don't know I was making fun of a Karen and then she was like my friend was like you know this whole thing about Karen is just a woman asserting herself and we're so offended by a woman who asserts herself and I was like oh that's a good one right and I'm like am I that am I afraid like like, why do we see an assertive woman as this horror, you know, and it has a connotation, but it, and some of them are, you know, some of them are too bitchy or what, you know, whatever, but like, it's, I realized I didn't want to take part in that vilifying of a woman speaking, speaking up for her needs, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. You get to, con- that, that's the, I mean, that's the beauty of this world and and being a human, you get to create that narrative and, and constantly learn and evolve with it so I just I I absolutely love that and and you're so right that also proves that there always are little things that we're becoming aware of in in ourselves and and our surroundings um from I mean I guess particularly with the Karen scenario even on social media like you're taking in certain things all the time and so you get to choose how that that feeds through to you so yeah yeah absolutely Oh my gosh. So everyone really needs to get their hands on right to riches. And I, I I mean, it is manifestation for absolutely everyone. And there's so many good takeaways in there, but particularly when it comes to creativity and writers, and you've got the journal as well, which I think is amazing to go alongside the book to really put into practice um, for everything. So yeah, I want to, can you tell all our listeners, one, I'm, you can get the book everywhere yeah <laughs> and yeah. the journal and yeah. also about you've got an abundance mindset group and you do courses as well so do you want to share a little bit about that and, and how people can get involved absolutely so on Facebook it's called um, author abundance central and um, anyone can join and it's just a really wonderful supportive place where you can celebrate your wins and everyone will celebrate with you and you can um you can get a little vulnerable in there about your blocks and people there's like so much wisdom in there when someone has a question or a block, like, you know, I'll come like, sometimes I come in late and I'll see the. They're amazing. And then, um, then we have a monthly call. It's called the, I don't, <laughs> like we always change the name of it. Some kind of like abundant author monthly membership. Um, and it's $39 a month and it's a monthly zoom and on the call, we will kind of just talk about whatever's popping for people, but there's 
that we need. Um, December 1st, I'm starting an eight-week immersion course to go with the book. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm super excited because I think there's a, a magic in a group doing something together. You know, it's that like, the pet, like, it exponentializes, I think, the growth for everyone. Because if I clear a block, I will, I will help clear it for you. Right. Yes. And if you clear a block, I will receive. Enormous what we create, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And like, I've just even noticed that in the group or someone I love, I actually love how people write in and like, Hey guys, like I just cleared this block today and then fully explains it. And I'm like, wow, just even that single message of what that can do to everyone else. It's like, hang on, you know, it's, um, it's an amazing thing to share. And I just absolutely love everything that you are doing, um, for everyone. So thank you so much, Renee. And I will put all those details in the show notes so everyone can absolutely get about it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Sorry, it froze for just a second. Yeah, no, no, it froze for a second for me too. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.